0: Man, this music just gets me going. It's fantastic. Great music for a Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to another episode of I Could Never Be Here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Guys, the year is getting shorter. We are past the point where the daylight is expanding. Every day now getting shorter. Reminder, make the most of that day. Every day, you only have so many hours. We all have the same amount of hours. Get stuff done. Today's advice, listen. Guys, there's so many times in life where you hear something or you meet someone and you put up a wall and you're like, I don't want to know anymore. Listen, hear them out. The more that you actually involve future conversations and just more in-depth conversations, the more you learn about these people. I know personally, a lot of my best friends, people I have huge disagreements with, but they're just great people, and if you put up those walls initially, you never know that they're great people, so just break down the walls and just have great conversation. Listen to what they have to say, learn more about them. Certainly someone today checked a lot of boxes, singer, songwriter, vlogger, you're listening to her new song, Crush, which is on her album that comes out August 3rd. Fantastic! Please, welcome Tessa Violet. Tessa, how you doing?
1: Hello, I'm doing really good. I'm excited to be here. This
0: is—I love this song. It's just one of those—it's one of those songs I feel like you can just put on repeat. Some songs yes. you're like, ah, oh, I just, oh yeah, I heard it. Now I get sick of it. This is just the beat. Huh. It's just—it's—it's it's re- relaxing.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for saying so.
0: So, what was uh, you know the the thought process behind this song?
1: <laughs> um, so like. Most of my songs They start out just me and my piano and my guitar So um, I wrote this last summer um, Didn't have a great year last year um, And there was this guy I was really into at the time And I knew he was kind of lukewarm about me We're the worst (laughs) But I'd spent like I was sitting at my piano I try and write um, when I'm in a phase of my life Where I'm writing between um, Like 9 to 3 every day To Mm -hmm. just get something down if it's good or not And I'd been sitting at my piano for like an hour and a half stalking him on Instagram. And i have been like, okay, enough's enough. I need to get something done. This is absurd. Um, And I'm like, what am I going to write about today? And it's like, that first line came really quick. I can't focus on what needs to get done. Like, I'm just a stalker, basically. Um... And I had the verses written in the bridge And then I brought it into um, my co-writers Solomon Olds and Lauren Olds of Family Force 5 Mm -hmm. um, And wrote the course with them
0: Wow, fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's always amazing to hear kind of where the beginning of these songs, and they all have so much meaning, as do so many other videos. I mean, you've been vlogging now for uh, over 10 years, yeah. which I imagine is crazy. 11 last week. Eleven. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Happy 11th anniversary. If you guys want to follow her and watch some of her vlogs, certainly Tessa Violet on YouTube. 1.1 million subscribers amazing on instagram and on twitter at tessa violet certainly you want to follow me before or after the show at the only mc on instagram and twitter and again we're here on popcorn talk network at the popcorn talk on youtube and on instagram and on twitter 11 years yeah. <laughs> like did, did that hit you at 11 years or did it hit you at 10 of like wow i've been doing this for over a decade
1: yeah. I, I always, every single year I get to the year mark, I'm like, I'm going to do something to celebrate this year, <laughs> and then every year it's June, and I'm like, okay, what was the first date again? And I look it up, and I've missed it every single year. So, so I what's still the specific haven't said, date? It's June 17th. Okay. Yes. And I, I missed it again this year. What? Well, next year, though? Yes. Next year. 12 years. Hey, we're
0: millennials, so it's always like, yeah, well, next year. Yeah, yeah. we'll get it done next year. Yeah, it's fine. Do you look back at 12, 13 years ago? If you would have told that person where you are today of 1.1 million subscribers, doing these daily videos, having this music and this album, what would 12, 13 years ago you have said?
1: Well, I think I'd start by saying, what's YouTube?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
1: Um... Let's see. I don't know. I think I'd be most surprised to know that I was a songwriter, because I didn't grow up songwriting. That was something that came to me a little mm-hmm. later. Um, and that'd be exciting to know, because I always loved performing, and I think the idea, even when I was young, to get to sing your own songs was like, wow, I wish I could do that. I can't believe people know how to write songs. I could never. You could. Yeah, there it is. What? There's the name. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I think that would be uh, encouraging to me as a teenager. And
0: now you have an album coming out, Bad Ideas, which comes out August 3rd. Yes. Yeah, you already have five songs out. You listen to Crush, there's Interlude 3, Words Ain't Enough, Candy, and I Like the Idea of You.
1: What's the second to last one?
0: Oh, I, I Like the Idea?
1: Yes. Was I re- okay. It's not out yet. It's not um, out. Okay. I've been playing it at some shows, though. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. So that's where, that's maybe where people have heard it, if there's any versions out there. How many total songs are going to be on the album?
1: Um, oh, geez. That's a Uh-oh. great question. Oh, put you on the spot. I think Next it's 11. I'm pretty sure about that. It's 10 or 11.
0: And how long have you been working on that?
1: Um, I started writing last spring, so it's been a year. I took wow. a year off of YouTube, actually, to. Mm-hmm. For personal reasons, but then also um, to really focus on writing and recording. And so, yeah, it's been a long time coming.
0: Yeah. Do you think a lot of people realize what actually goes into making an album?
1: I certainly had no idea before I did it. So what
0: were your expectations going in when you said, oh, I'm going to write this album?
1: Well, this is my second record. So I'd already done one, but for this record, I really wanted to... I mean, I honestly, I think this whole last year has been a year of me kind of um, coming <laughs> coming to uh, reckon with some truths mm-hmm. about myself, mm-hmm. um, and you'll hear that on the record. I think the crushes the second track, mm-hmm. and it starts very optimistic and very excited, and by the end, you see me kind of looking at some hard truths. And I think going into writing this record, I was like... I just come out of a breakup, and I was like, "I'm fine. I'm gonna write a record." And it's like, um, "Hot take," wasn't fine. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I I've been working and writing for two months, and I brought in the song "Bad Ideas" um, mm-hmm. one day, and I brought it into Seth, my producer, and I was like, "Seth, I don't know if this song is gonna work, but I can't play it on piano. But these are the chords, um, and I just want to sing it to you. Will you play it?" And we did it together, and it was like, that song came together in a day, and we immediately knew, like, oh, this was the cornerstone of what this record is, and it wow. put us on a track, and it put us on a direction. And I lost track of the question in no, there.
0: No, I, I think you you answered it, of, like, how an album comes together.
1: Oh, yeah, you, you don't know always know what it's going to be. I certainly mm-hmm. didn't. Um, and it was... Um, really something special to kind of find out what it was, even though it was something very sad.
0: And now you're so close. We're a little over a month out from releasing it. Are you excited? You really, you know, looking forward to hear people's reactions to it and to really see this new side?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um, I'm also scared and Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) afraid. I think I'm mostly excited, though, because... I just feel like I really said what I wanted to say, Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like it's a real reflection of who I am in my work, and if people don't like it, I feel like I'm okay with that because um, it's just it is who I am, and if someone doesn't like it, I'm like, that's fine. It's Mm -hmm. not for everyone.
0: Yeah, and a lot of what we're going to talk about today, like how you come up with that content and how open are you, it was certainly some of the things we want to be able to just delve into because people see content creators and like how much of what they're posting is their actual life how much Mm. are they leaving out but you talked about you know you've always been a performer Mm -hmm. when you were younger what type of performances did you do
1: uh i did choir and like musical theater never any i never was a lead in anything i wasn't very good that's the truth (laughs) of it but um i love to be on stage i just thought it was fun and i love to be a part of um a team and a group how young oh i probably started choir in like second grade um, but just again, as a hobby, yeah, like just an after-school thing, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. then like um, high school theater and middle school theater, I just loved it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. You know, when you're that young, I guess you're just trying different things, and you're like, oh, this seems fun. Yeah. Again, probably never thought that it would lead to a career.
1: Well. Oh. I don't know. I think when I was um, young, I honestly, I wanted to move to New York and be a Broadway star. <laughs> I just loved it. I love musical theater. There's so much like tension and drama and yeah. humor in it. And um, I th- honestly, when I was high sub, senior year of my high school, I kind of had to reckon with realizing that I just don't have the voice for that and being like, wow, this plan I had for my life, like, I don't think that's going to happen for me. And what else is there I don't know what to look at and it's fun to have come back to um, performing in music in this new venue and in a venue that I enjoy more for myself
0: was that a realization that you just had you know like one day or one week or was that a realization that you kind of came to when you were in high school do you think
1: it's hard to say but I definitely felt like it was a heartbreak when it happened. It was late yeah. senior year. I was just like, oh, I, I don't have that Broadway voice.
0: Where was the redirection of paths at that point, thinking that this could be what you're going to do to then what what's next?
1: I decided to take a year off um, instead of going to college, mm-hmm. and then that turned into 12 years off. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, I kind of floated around for a while. I was modeling at the time and I was doing YouTube mm-hmm. which at the time was not an industry, was not something that you could make money on. It was just something that I really enjoyed and it was something that I was making friends through because I was in an industry where I felt really lonely and it was great to connect with kids from all over the world who were my age that were mm-hmm. like kind of posting goofy yeah. things.
0: It was a it was a forum at that point.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: How did you hear about YouTube starting off? Where was the the first guy? Was there someone who said, you should check out this new app, YouTube?
1: I think I would have said, what's an app?
0: <laughs> true. Very true. It was a website, I guess, back then.
1: Yeah. Um, someone sent me a viral video of... Um, a russian song being performed live i can't remember what it was called but that was my first interaction with youtube Hmm. and within the year i found the first vlogger because for a play i was in i needed to look up how to do a french accent or something i can't remember interesting and um i landed on someone with a german accent and i was like what's this (laughs) and i remember he was getting like a couple thousand views every video and i was like what this is amazing. That's, you have, this... have
0: 3,000 people watching you.
1: Yeah, and he's across the world, and you feel like you know him, and you're connected to him, mm. and um, he's funny, and it just seemed like such a cool and creative art form. I was really drawn to it.
0: Interesting. And then you wanted to post similar content?
1: Yeah. Um, for my So in my high school, if you want to walk at graduation, you need to do a senior project, which is 20 hours of work in an industry you're interested Ooh, in going into. Ooh, I like into. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I did a video blog all summer and it turned out to be like 180 hours of work or something, wow. but, um, yeah, I, I kind of felt like I got away with something because I'm like, <laughs> I wanted to do this anyway. Um,
0: was that yeah. part of the year off then of wanting to do more videos or what was your plan with the year off?
1: That was before my senior year. Okay. Um, just, um, going into so I could yeah. walk, And then after I graduated high school, I moved to New York and I started doing it, semi-weekly then um the idea of needing to be consistent wasn't pushed pushed so much so i just did it when it felt right but it turned out to be like bi-weekly or weekly
0: and the followers were just growing how did you get kind of get more followers
1: yeah it was definitely a slow build i never had a viral video um although you may have seen me in sale which is my friend's viral video Mm -hmm. um just a slow progression of like posting consistently and people finding it through friends or collabs and yeah
0: we were talking about before the show and you talking about oh a viral video which can certainly put a lot of people on the map at the basis of all you know number of followers that you have again you still have to have good content Mm -hmm. talk about the importance of, of creating good content no matter what people think oh i just want these i want this one viral video i want all these followers but you still have to have good content
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, exposure is great. If someone, like, shares your video, then that's great to get a lot of eyes on you if you're trying Mm -hmm. to, like, draw fans to you. But if the content isn't something that is engaging, then, you know, people aren't going to stick around. And also, I might speak into, like, if you're not going to make something that you love, is it worth doing <laughs> Question mark. And I, I, I want to be careful to not be like, don't do it for the fame yeah, or no, don't no. do it for the money, because I think those are valid mm-hmm. wants and desires. And, you know, people, it's security to mm-hmm. have yeah. some sense of popularity and to, of course, have a financial security. That's important. I don't want to be like, don't do it for the, you know, whatever. <laughs> but at the same time, I think in my experience, I've just. I've really recognized that being more successful quote unquote does not in any way connect to my happiness and um so it's important to know within that what what does bring me joy and making art that matters to me is very important for every
0: video you are talking about videos that you're proud of and that you you know you you love mm-hmm. for every video gets posted on youtube is there another one that you try that you're like oh I don't want to put this one up
1: uh, I wouldn't say it's halfsies, but I do make a, a fair amount of videos that don't get posted because I finish them and I'm like, hmm, I just don't, I just don't like it enough. Um, but then at the same time, you have to be careful about not being a perfectionist. Yeah. like if you're a perfectionist, nothing's ever going to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, just I, I would I would push people to be proud of what you make and also to be compassionate with yourself. So it doesn't need to be perfect, but you know at least it should be something that you're enjoying.
0: Where is the line for you of what to post versus what not to post? And how did you come to that line of this is how much I want to reveal, this is what I'm okay with revealing? Where is that line? How did you get there?
1: Mm, good question. Um, I... So I tell a lot of... Um, I kind of relate a lot of personal stories in mm-hmm. my videos. And for me, I try and share stories where I'm the villain, you know, I guess. I, I really want to never be like, the, I want to be careful about being like, this person did this thing to me. And um, I don't know, maybe let's, I, I, I like to make sure that I'm not putting blame on someone yeah, else, I you're guess. not condemning
0: anyone. You're not saying you're better than anyone.
1: Yeah, just, um, I want to share experiences where I feel like I've learned something. And usually, um, when I feel like I've learned something, it started with me doing something not great. Um, so I never, I I know what it is. I never tell stories that I don't feel are mine to tell. I love that. Um, and when it comes to my music, I'm probably much more personal, much more vulnerable Mm -hmm. than I am in my videos. Um,
0: is that a a long time coming in terms of that? Line, you you have to form a comfortability with yourself to be able to put that stuff out there, to be able to put those areas of your life and even in your music, like you're saying, this album, incredibly personal, different stories. Mm-hmm. Is that something you think you would have done eight, nine years ago? Or is that something that you've come to the realization of that? I want people to know this part of me now.
1: Oh, ooh. I, so I think I would say that I've always tried to do that. I've definitely mm-hmm. always been an oversharer, mm-hmm. but um, when I was younger, I probably had a front up and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I would have um, said like, no, I'm very like vulnerable online, but in <laughs> fact was very, um, you know, a performance and wanting to be liked and wanting to be something. Yeah. And I think now having so much time under my belt, I feel much more comfortable, one, with who I am. I feel like I know who I am and um, with sharing that.
0: Well, I think the big joke is, too, of anyone, you know, you go to their Instagram or uh, Twitter, and the joke is that it's all fake now. Mm. Do you see that as someone who, you know, posts the real content, posts stuff that you you look at other people and say, man, you wish other people kind of did that same thing instead of posting the best parts of their life always?
1: Mm. All right, Uh, good question. I think when it comes to... um Posting and talking about low points in your life, I never talk about something I don't have perspective to share on yet. So, last year I had a really hard year, and mm-hmm. I, like I said, I mm-hmm. took a year off YouTube basically. And that's because I just understood that I was going through something and I didn't have perspective mm-hmm. to speak into it yet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to put myself out there to be vulnerable for critique feedback whatever when i'm like i haven't figured any of it out yet um and now being having been through some of it i am i'm thinking about like how much of last year do i want to share and can i speak into and certainly it's all in the records so
0: (laughs) (laughs) is that a responsibility that you feel you have to be able to open up to people who are following your journey To be authentic, to show that authenticity, if that's something that you went through, to be able to express that. Again, in your music, in your videos, on social media.
1: Yeah. I think everyone should take, like, first check in with yourself, boundaries. Mm -hmm. So is this going to um, hurt me a significant amount to share it? Um, And, you know, it's okay to decide that, yes, I I don't want this to be a public thing. I want this to be private. Um, Certainly... I enjoy sharing and I like to talk about things Mm -hmm. and, um, it it would, it would hurt me to not be authentic with, um, my like online persona, I Mm -hmm. guess, because, um, I just enjoy it. And that said, sometimes the authentic me says, I don't want to share this and that's okay.
0: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be real of this is, you don't want to force anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What point did you come back to music? where you said you moved to New York. I know you were doing modeling. You were doing vlogging on YouTube. This is obviously not your first album. At what point did you come back to music and say, I want to give this another go?
1: So um, I'd given up on musical theater in high school. I started did some modeling, started vlogging. Eventually vlogging became Mm full-time. I um, loved music videos. I loved cinematography, and I was wanting to move into film full-time. But I'd really... um, wasn't I'd hit a wall I didn't feel like I was someone who was a I wasn't a writer uh, in like a script writer I wasn't that type of storyteller and I just felt like I I was like oh man I just want to create so bad but I don't excuse me (laughs) um I don't know how to do it and I was at the time praying that I could have a new outlet to create something and my friend had left his guitar in my car and I'd been trying to, like, get a hold of him and be like, hey, your guitar's still in my car. Do you want this back or what? And he wouldn't get back to me, and I was like, gee, someone should play this.
0: It's just going to waste.
1: Yeah. So I started playing guitar, and then I started writing songs, and it took me a really long time to kind of come to, like, oh, I do want to do music because I felt so heartbroken by, like, earlier. <laughs> and, I mean, it wasn't until the record was, the first record was finished that I was even, like, willing to be like, oh, you know what, I actually do want to do this. It's vulnerable. It's vulnerable when you really want something. Mm -hmm. It's far easier to pretend that it doesn't matter to you, because then if it fails, it's like, oh, whatever, I didn't care. Yeah, no,
0: it wasn't something that I really wanted.
1: Yeah. But when you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable, um, when you don't allow yourself to hope, then you don't allow yourself to experience hope fulfilled. And... Something I trick myself into thinking is that if I'm never excited for anything, if I never want anything, if I never hope anything, then I'll never feel disappointed. But that's not even true. Of course, you still have disappointment, but you also live in apathy because you don't allow yourself to enjoy um, when you do get something that you were longing for.
0: Wow. Man, I feel like we could stop this right now because that is just such <laughs> a deep lesson for a lot of people who, yeah, they don't, you know, they set their standards low or they set their sights low. because It's like, oh, then I... I'm not disappointed, but you're right. You're living with the internal disappointment.
1: Mm, napathy.
0: Yeah. What was the vibe on the on the first album? Then, what was kind of the the thought process going into that? What was the you know the the mood, the theme that you were trying to get across with the first album?
1: It's just all play. I mean, I worked. I've worked with the same producer all along, Seth Ernest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He he was John Rubin's producer. Yeah. I don't know if you remember John Rubin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on the first record, I came in and it was just like, hey, I just have these songs. I don't really know <laughs> what they are, but, like, I heard there's a studio we can use. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And we worked for a little bit. Like, we just kind of worked all summer in Seth's off hours. Mm-hmm. And,
0: Do you have some free time? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, and by the end of it, um, he was he was working for a company at the time, Maker. And they had him on as a full-time producer, but only had, like, some of his hours filled, so the rest of the time they're yeah. we like, Yeah, you guys can work together. Nice. And um he <laughs> it's kinda like we didn't even realize it was a record until halfway through the summer. <laughs> and um a fan asked me the other day, they were like, Why didn't you promote maybe Trap Mostly Troubled? Almost at all. Which I didn't almost at yeah. all. And I was like, I was just scared of it. It was vulnerable. I was afraid people wouldn't like it and that, you know, I've been a vlogger for so time, so long, and to come in and be like I want to do music now. Yeah, what was the, th- I mean, is
0: that is that a scary time where people know you for this certain types of content? And I even know people online who have these massive followers are like mm. people know me for this, so I feel pressure to keep up this person when I really want to do this other thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think people definitely fall into that, of, um, I've been doing this, like, people want for this, I can't, I can't do something else. Their
0: expectations are there.
1: Yeah, and I came to a point with it where I was like, you know what, I, to, to get to do music, to get to be a vlogger, both of these things are dream jobs. So if it's not going to be a dream experience, I have to question, is it worth the work of doing it? So to me, I decided it's better to be authentic with who you are, what you want. I want to do music. And if um, that means losing some people, I'm okay with that because it's better to be um, liked or not liked for who you really are instead of, you know, being lifted up by many I think for Mm -hmm. something that you're not you know if you're unhappy but trying to project this positivity Mm -hmm. I think that can be very internally fracturing Mm
0: -hmm. and when that album came out the reaction from people who enjoyed the authenticity did that reinforce your like yeah, this is something that I want to keep doing.
1: I mean, I think it took me a really long time. (laughs) Like, I'm very, I tend to hold praise like this. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. I push it away. So um, a lot, I mean, for my personality type, a lot of it was just like over years just kind of, like, getting comfortable with who I am and comfortable mm-hmm. with praise. These people could
0: be lying to me. It's a trap.
1: Yeah, it's a trick or something. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm just like, oh, thanks. Like, oh, where do I put this praise? No, but I think hey. I
0: think it gets back to the, you know, the not adding pressure to yourself. Yeah. Because if you tell, oh, people want more of this. And, oh, yeah, it's great. And then it's like, but now the next thing has to be better. Mm. So then it's like, oh, I have to come up with something. It has to be this, this, this. And, yeah, I think it it goes along with that pressure of what we were talking about earlier where you don't set your standards that high because then the pressure is not there. Mm. And this is similar, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, will you repeat that? <laughs> no, I think it, it goes along,
0: yeah, with the, with the pressure. Like before, where you're not setting your standards as high... Thinking, oh, because there's not enough pressure. There's not enough pressure to reach that. If you take in and kind of accept the praise from people, you tell yourself that the next thing needs to be better. Mm. And likewise, you feel like you're putting pressure on yourself, and you don't want to have to deal with that pressure Mm. of coming up with the next thing that's better.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if that's true for me, but that I think that makes sense, and I like the duality of both, like um, dream big, Mm -hmm. and also my producer always says take your art seriously don't take yourself seriously I like that me too that's
0: good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lesson that yeah you, you learn sometimes the hard way yeah. but it's a good lesson to know fast forward to you said last spring mm-hmm. was when you kind of started writing this album and around that time you said you took a year off yeah uh, I know it might be difficult talk to me about what was going on and what impact that had on your music <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. So i just been through a breakup and I definitely came out of that completely feeling like I'm fine. And I remember talking to my therapist being like, I know that this is something that someone's in denial would say, <laughs> but I really think I'm fine. And she's like, cool, well, here's some tools for when it's not fine. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, For
0: the other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And at that time, like in the last calendar year of that spring to that point, I'd made like 100 videos in the last year, and like I'd really done a lot of stuff that I was proud of and working hard, and I'd had this plan to continue. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make 110 videos this year. I even made a video in May where I said that. I'm like, I'm going to make even more videos and um, it was just like, one day I was okay, and the next day I wasn't. Um, and I just, I, you know, I was like, I'm just going to take this month off. I'm going to do, next month I'll get back to it. Um, but meanwhile, it's like I'm at I'm writing every day, or I'm at the studio mm-hmm. every day. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm just no. hanging yeah, out. You're not
0: just sitting in your room, just
1: yeah. sulking.
0: No, you're still doing things.
1: Yeah, and I just, I felt like... Um, like what could I possibly say about any of this it's I have no perspective on it, have nothing to offer like I just I can't, I couldn't even imagine what I would say about it now maybe I'm like hmm, will I talk about this here but it's like the record says it all yeah. enjoy
0: <laughs> did you know it, going in then that this was like this is, you said there was a, a foundational song mm. where it was like okay this is going to be what this album is about mm. how far into the writing was that foundational point notice. Like two
1: months in. So okay. um, I'd probably written like uh, maybe 17 songs for the record which when you go in you should always know that yeah, when it comes to record writing you're going to want to write twice as many songs as oh, you yeah. put up.
0: Yeah, people don't, they think, oh yeah, they just wrote 11 songs. No.
1: Yeah, so um, I, there was quite a bit done but when, like I write first and then I bring the stuff to my producer to work on and um we had um, you know had a few things that were kind of in the works but nothing felt like it was really hitting and then when I brought that song in it was like we both just knew like oh this is what this whole record is and um, it was so honest Um, that song is called Bad Ideas and it's about um, (laughs) understanding that your choices like lead to like more sadness and deciding to do it anyway and um, I think that kind of set me on a path to be more honest in the rest of my songwriting. I also had a co-write with Solomon where I came in before that song and they've been like, what do you want to write about today? I'm like, uh, I don't know, like just a pop song or something. And they, am I allowed to swear on this shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were like, Tessa, no bullshit songs. <laughs> like, we can write you a bullshit song, but Why? be your authentic self and i'm like there's enough
0: of that out there
1: yeah so um yeah once i it's it's just about being honest with myself (laughs) what did you
0: how do you feel like you've grown in the past year and what do you think did you learn about yourself in the past year
1: oh my gosh Uh, i mean so much um I I don't I'm super extra aware this is a lesson I keep relearning mm-hmm. that um, I don't like to hope and I don't like to be excited be, I like to keep myself like walls up very mm-hmm. safe or go into places where like I'm going to set myself up for disappointment so I keep relearning that lesson and trying this year to be more vulnerable I feel like I've really learned to be honest with myself about things that I want um I think, formerly, I was very uncomfortable with my own feelings, my own needs, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, had no boundaries at all. So I'm getting more comfortable with being okay with what I want and being in conflict with people and knowing that conflict doesn't necessarily, like, lead to abandonment or whatever. Yeah.
0: Those, those things that you realize that things that you need to do, you know, allowing yourself to hope more, allowing yourself to have these things that you want... Mm what steps, is there daily steps, is there weekly steps, how are you going about that? For people who are feeling the same way, because again, this is something that I've experienced, where you're like, oh, I don't want to have to hope for that because it it puts pressure on that. What are you doing, I mean, daily, is it weekly, of just kind of telling yourself every day, no, this is how I'm going to live, this is how I'm going to pursue this today?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, Well, I've surrounded myself with people who um, definitely push back. Mm -hmm. Um, I, when the single was coming out um, last week, my boyfriend pulled me aside. and He's like, hey, I just want to, like, check in with you. Um, Something very cool is happening right now. And I would hate Mm. for you to not enjoy it or miss it because you're, choosing to feel anxiety to try and make yourself feel safe. Not that anxiety is always a choice, but mm-hmm. certainly I in that moment had a was realizing like, oh, I feel safer if I can be constantly thinking of everything that could yeah. go wrong. Yep. And I mean, that's been that's been kind of what I've been saying to everybody this week. I'm like, let yourself enjoy it. Let yourself enjoy it and, you know, before I go on stage, I tell myself that. I'm like, you know, I may mess up. I may sing strange today but it's such a pleasure to be on stage and it would be such a shame to not enjoy it and to not enjoy life moment to moment and instead to live in... (sighs) Culturally, I think, America wants... You know, we're really told that you are what you do. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And um, so much of what we do is our job and it's like when you're successful, then you'll be somebody, something. You'll have something. But it's, you know, it's not... That's not real. So trying to just check in with myself and make sure i'm enjoying even just little things day to day and this is an snl skit but it works so much let's hear it when i'm feeling down on myself i look in the mirror and i say you're good enough you're (laughs) smart enough and doggone it people like you
0: (laughs) fantastic line I feel like a lot of times we lie to ourselves too. Like I don't have to- I don't have time to appreciate this right now. I don't have time to to take a step back. And you're like, mm. it's five seconds. Yeah. It's ten. Se- that's do you all feel you feel mean- Oh yeah. Mm. There's a lot of times where you're like, I- but I have to do this next thing. But I have to do this thing. And I'm in the I'm in the mindset and I'm in the groove. And if I get out of the groove, then I'm going to lose it all. Mm. And-, and that's that lie that you tell yourself. So Instead of be like, no, take five seconds. Mm. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Look around and be like this is what I get to experience today. You going on stage and being like, look at this crowd. They showed up here for me because of what I accomplished. And it's okay to feel that gratitude. Yeah. You know, it's not pride. It's gratitude for what you accomplished. And that five or ten seconds can make all the difference.
1: Yeah. I I mean, you were talking a little bit before we started about how much... Um, you enjoy motivation and encouraging yeah. people. Are you taking the time to enjoy what you do here? Uh,
0: I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try, you know, when people tweet or respond to the YouTube video and say, wow, I really enjoyed this. This meant so much to me. or this person's story, I definitely related to. And even a lot of people who don't relate specifically to a guest, if they're like, I never wanted to do music, but how this person's story that that was my story in this different area and, and I try to I guess be appreciative of the outreach that I have um, I still need to do more of it mm. definitely yeah. of taking that time and saying hey the, you're good look what you've look what you done and I think I, a previous relationship that I was in she told me that all the time you're too busy look what you're doing yeah. t- t- take a second and I think it's it's, it's important. tough
1: if you don't want to hear it it's very I mean. true You do, it has to come internally. Of course, it's great to have people reminding you, Mm -hmm.
0: but
1: it's still a choice.
0: But it is important to have those people in your life, isn't it? Of People who are there with you to keep you in check, to keep you grounded. In both ways, too, because it can go the opposite of where you're over-enjoying it. Like, look at everything I'm doing. I'm invincible. Mm. It's important to have those people, like your boyfriend right now, to be able to be there with you, to be able to help you maintain that human form of yourself. Yeah. What is your favorite song on this new album? Is there one that you personally really enjoy?
1: I do. I know you shouldn't pick a favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> but But um my favorite is Bad Ideas. Um I it was really special to me when it came. It came to me in 2 days. Um, and I felt like, <laughs> I mean, it was just the beginning of me being honest with myself about a lot of stuff, and um, I feel like it brings in a lot of different elements of pieces of who I've been as a writer, mm-hmm. and um, it feels real good to play it live, but I do, I love all of them. They're all um, very special to me, and I'm really excited about the record.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm very Again, August 3rd, so excited. The album even called Bad Ideas. Mm-hmm. Was that an immediate thing, or once you knew the song title, you're like, this is the focus of the album, this is right what we're going to call the yes. album?
1: Which I've never named a project after a song before, because I like the idea of the project having its own name, but like, I just realized when I wrote the song, I'm like, yeah, this is my theme of this year. This is all I've been doing, <laughs> and all the songs are ultimately about this. So, I feel like a lot of
0: people with content creators, and whether that's music, whether that's vlogging or different things on YouTube, mm-hmm. they see their lives as so easy. They think, mm. oh, this person is just filming about their life and look at them traveling to this location and this location and all they're doing is making a video every day or doing this song. It's really mm. easy. Do you think a lot of people feel that way? or And then what don't you think a lot of people know about what it takes to mm. be able to be a content creator and the work that goes into it?
1: Mm. Well, I'm really lucky that a lot of my audience has been with me for a long time. So I don't have that relationship with... Um, the the people who've followed me for so long i mm-hmm. think they really understand and are plugged into you know the amount of work that goes into a video and largely because a lot of them are also creators so they've experienced mm. what that is yeah um but yeah i mean everything just it takes time a video you know you can spend like 8 hours sort of minimum editing something very wow. basic um and yeah, yeah it's you, an enormous amount of time
0: people see a 3 minute video and they oh it took 3 minutes 4 minutes yeah no
1: yeah it's a lot of time, but um, also, you know, it's if you. Mm, I want. I don't want to. I'm. I'm like. I almost said something along the lines of, "If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life," <laughs> which is, of course, absurd. It's yeah, of course absurd. But at the same the time. It is. It's great to enjoy what you do, and I've been really lucky this past year to be able to bring some people onto my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Patreon, which is awesome, so and fantastic. I love the people there. We do like four live shows a month. That's awesome, and I've have um, two people who help me run admin there, and Byron who runs my shirts. And what is my point here? Um, then I'm really grateful. I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was there ever a point when you had that year where you weren't. Making content like video content for the most part. Was there ever a point where you said, "I I'm just not going to do this anymore"? Was there a point where you thought, "I'm never going to come back to this"?
1: No, <laughs> I very like I kind of the whole year I was like, I didn't stop making videos. Like I'm just like I'm going to make a video tomorrow. I mean, not really, but yeah, sort of. It sort of surprised me when I got back to spring and I'm like, Oh, I made like five videos last year. That's nuts. 105
0: um, short of the goal that I set for (laughs) myself.
1: Yeah, literally. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Again, it takes me a long time to be honest with myself about a lot of things, I guess. And
0: and the time can catch up to you, too. Like you said, it got back to next spring, and you're like, it was already a year. Yeah. (laughs) What drives you now? Having gone through that year, having gone through now 11 years of making content, having your life on display for people, Hmm. what drives you now in the future with the content that you're creating? Career-wise? Yeah, career-wise. Life-wise? Career-wise?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, the things that I love most that I do are um, writing and recording records and then a very close tie is touring. Um, I love to play shows. Uh, it's, it's such a magical experience. It's great to be on the road with people that you love and trust. It's like a family and you... Um, there's so much structure, which in my life sometimes there isn't a lot of structure. <laughs> so knowing that those are the two things I love, um, everything else around it is in some way a building block to try and do more of that. And um, so as far as like career wise and like working and motivation I keep those things in mind like what is it that I want to do and the things that are less enjoyable or that are tedious I know are just building blocks to getting closer towards Mm -hmm. something that I love Um, as far as like my life and what motivates me I'm really trying to just enjoy enjoy it it as it's happening and enjoy little things and enjoy um, friends and family Mm -hmm. and um, allow myself to enjoy things like playing shows because my natural self would you know critique and be um, you know mad at myself about stuff and I have a big fear of being insufferable mm, Interesting. <laughs> so um, both on stage and in an interview like this and to just like constantly remind myself that you know I, I am a person I'm a flawed person uh, I may or may not disagree with something I said in this interview ten minutes from now, but that's okay. I don't need to be constantly...
0: No, nobody's nobody's. It's like uh, Chris Pratt at mm. the MTV Music Awards. I don't know if you saw his speech. It I was didn't. like a week ago. It was point nine? was he said, nobody's perfect. You know, mm. Some people are going to tell you, oh, you're perfect. Oh, you're perfect for this reason. Oh, you're perfect for this. You're not. Nobody's yeah. perfect. But that's okay because you realize that you were made by a creator who who made you imperfect mm. and that you're still, you know, valuable. And yeah, I think that's an important thing to realize, that you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to do everything right. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. You and can whether still and, have value. Yeah. And whether or not you even believe that you've mm-hmm. been made by a creator mm-hmm. or not, you know, it is just a fact of life that you are imperfect. We Absolutely. all are. And why not allow that truth to exist and still have fun with it?
0: Absolutely. What's your definition of success?
1: Hmm... I guess uh, my definition of success is getting to do something you love full time. So by that definition, I am successful and that's great. And I try to just keep reminding myself of that every time I'm like, Oh, <laughs> why didn't this happen? Oh. um, and I think, uh, personally my definition of success might be, um, having compassion with myself, self-compassion. Um, and being okay with, you know, just like, yeah, I'm not gonna get it right all the time, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's what, um, you know, apologizing and reconciliation is for. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, career wise, you know, I'd love to be playing huge shows. I love to tour. So tell all your friends to save my song on Spotify.
0: There you go. And again, a new album, Bad Ideas, comes out August 3rd. Make sure to put that on your calendar. Listen to all the songs on Spotify. Thank you so much for coming in and for being it's so my honest. I know it's it's tough time to open up, but I I appreciate you doing that for the past eleven years. I appreciate you doing that in this album, and certainly that's why your fans adore you because you are that open and you able to have that connection. And I think that's something that people don't realize that when you open up, you actually connect more with people.
1: Absolutely. I mean, on a public format or just one to one, when you um, show up as yourself, you know, to be again to be known for who you are is a really beautiful thing yeah
0: and to take time to appreciate the position that you're in in your life take the five seconds take the 10 seconds take a step back guys that's a huge lesson for today hopefully you guys got that again if you're involved in music if you're an athlete business doesn't matter take a second take five seconds take a deep breath and appreciate where you are in life tessa thank you so much again thank you this song crush Go check it out on YouTube and check out her album on August 3rd, Bad Ideas When It Comes Out. We'll have a new guest next week. Again, we're live every Monday here on Popcorn Talk Network. If you would like to follow Tessa after the show, at Tessa Violet on Instagram and on Twitter, certainly on YouTube. She's still releasing content. You want to follow me before after the show, at TheOnlyMC, on Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, we're here on Popcorn Talk Network, at the Popcorn Talk. On Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us. Like, comment, subscribe, drop a comment. We'll be checking on those. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. We'll see you next time.
1: And I'm not trying to be with you now. But I could be a crush. I could you for a rush. I